Welcome to Talking Social Studies. You're listening to episode 27, Professional Development, for March 29th, 2019. I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Violiner. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Men will still say, this would have fighting power. This is the podcast where we talk about social studies in education today. Here you'll find conversations about strategies, resources, ideas, and more, all designed to help today's social studies teachers impact their students. Hey, everyone. I'm Chris Heffernan. I'm a seventh grade global studies teacher at Jefferson Junior High in Naperville, Illinois. I'm also a moderator of World GeoChat. You can find me on Twitter at Cheffernan75. Hello, I'm Chris Hitchcock. I teach world history for a private online high school affiliated with Indiana University. You can find me on Twitter at chitch94. You can also find our Talking Social Studies website by going to bit.ly slash talking ss. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Padway. Uh, I'm a tech coach out in California and a former social studies teacher. And you can find me on Twitter at Scott Padway. Hi, everyone. I'm Amy Presley, and I'm a history teacher at Broken Arrow High School near Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can follow the Talking Social Studies podcast on Twitter at Talkin, no G, S-S. And you can follow me on Twitter at STLNOK. And today we're talking professional development, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between, right? Oh, PD. <laughs> but you know, PD can be good too. Like when you get that good one, it's awesome. But yeah, the problem with a good one is though, they often get buried behind the bad ones. <laughs> and let me just dive right into this because that's got an axe to grind. <laughs> I, do, I do a lot of professional development working with teachers in, in my current role. And I work with all sorts of teachers, but I got to tell you what, man, one bad PD will ruin all good PDs in like the forever future. Like if you have one bad PD experience, you never want to come back to PD because what you hear is everything the district provides is terrible or PD sucks or PD this. PD, like we do such a disservice to ourselves by not putting some thought into the professional development that um, we're providing for our teachers because like so much of it, <laughs> so much, much of it gets picked. Well, we need safety training. So here, we're going to have a three hour safety training for you. Or we need digital citizenship. So here, we'll bring in our attorneys to talk about all the things that don't apply to you with digital citizenship, right? And I mean, I don't know. Is it just me? Like, it's got to happen to everybody else. In no, the I've got you. Working. I mean, you're, you're I mean, right. There's all these check boxes. And it's like, like oh, we have three hours. Let's check as many boxes as we can. And yeah. you put, I mean, Amy, I was in Oklahoma a couple years ago with. Um, yeah. Oklahoma City Unified or whatever it is, the mm -hmm. big district there. And they were telling me that they had a professional development in the, what is it, the Thunderdome or the Thunder? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like in the big arena. And I'm going, like, did they just put everybody in there? Yeah. This one giant keynote <laughs> with like 25,000 well, teachers? Yeah. And they do that a lot in Oklahoma. And I think, I mean, the idea of bringing in a keynote is great when you've got somebody, I mean, the problem is, is you're doing this at a time, oftentimes when, when teachers are kind of frantic about getting things ready, like kids are going to be in my room in 48 hours and I only have two desks in there. I need 37. Right. And, you know, um, so I think the intent is good, but 
sometimes you've been out of the classroom long enough that you forget what it's like to be in. Right. And you just get so yep. caught up with all the legal things and all the stuff that you've got to do. And so you're like, well, it's the first day back. So we've got two, three hour sessions. So you're going to do uh, this, you know, EL strategies in the morning, and then you're going to go do this other thing in the afternoon. And at the end of the day, like you're just fried, you can't do anything. You have no mm -hmm. room to process stuff because you're worried about the extra desks that you're missing in your classroom and everyone showing up the next day or whatever it is. And so I really do believe that PD, like to be good professional development, it's got to be interactive. It's got to provide teachers with a way to apply their learning. We really talk about the cycles of learning, explore, explain, apply um, around here. And the idea is like, here's something to explore. Now we'll talk a little bit about it. And now you're going to have the rest of the day to apply. You're going to figure out, take your lesson and figure out how you can embed what we've been talking about in there. And if you don't get that apply time, like people don't go revisit their notes. How many binders or how many folders do you have of like all the, you know, PowerPoint <laughs> slides and stuff from this handout? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll put it on the shelf, right? And I'll, I'll get back to it one day and you never do. And then three years later, you're like cleaning out, what is all this garbage I have here? <laughs> and that's, you know, like that's just a failed opportunity in professional development. We do, um, like I, I consider it like the big PD dump. It's just like, here's everything that you need to know. Blah, okay, go. And, and it just doesn't work for people. So we do a lot uh, here. We, do, we run our own in-house blended learning academies. And we invite teachers, not only history teachers, but all teachers, to come together and spend some time to find, you know, we've done um, project-based learning, universal design for learning. We've done some media literacy work just around a topic and then giving them time to figure out how they're going to embed that within, uh, within their lessons and to bring back to their classrooms. And there's a lot of opportunities for PD out there. Um, you know, I'm talking specifically about stuff that we run in within our district, but there's, you know, conferences and all these things. And I think you guys are going to talk about some of them, but I just want to come from a slightly different lens. You know, the NCSSs and the CCSSs, they're all fantastic, but I really do love those kind of teaching conferences. I find a lot of the ed tech conferences are kind of just, they're not content specific. And so they're just about good teaching strategies because in social studies, we live in this really unique world, like in high school specifically, it's content, content, content. Everyone's in their own silos. Everyone's just working by themselves um, or, you know, maybe collaborating with their, with their, uh, with, you know, the colleague who teaches the same course. But in social studies, we really have an opportunity to be the thread that weaves the cross-curricular aspect of school together. You know, whether it's trying to team up with science and let's talk about the space race and all these advances um, in, you know, innovations that ha happen to, to get us to the moon. Or if you want to talk about math and start looking at some social justice math statistics, right? We always kind of get grouped with ELA because they're like, oh, ELA and history go together. But I really do believe that social studies is the one discipline that can span all classroom walls. And so I think when you go to these conferences or you get these opportunities to just focus on teaching rather than specifically teaching history, it starts opening up your mind a little bit into, um, you know, how you can start connecting just outside of your, your specific content. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you've heard the phrase and I mean, the common core has become like this four letter word for a lot of people. But <laughs> but it, the, the intent behind it was good. I'm not too fond of the assessment end of it. But the, the goals themselves with the, 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 the standards are are good. They're things that most kids should know. Um, but one of the things that was always brought up was social studies is the common threat. Social studies is the common core. We are the common core. So why are, why are we the one everybody drops? And everyone said that for so long, right? Oh, well, we already do all that. We are common core, you know? And, and I think you find a lot of those, those big shifts that people went through embedded in a good social studies classroom. Like it's about the skills and the less about. The oh yeah. 
but well, if you do the skills right, the content happens. Right. Right. All right. Well, what about you, Hitchcock? Oh, well, you guys know I'm kind of in a weird situation with my online setting and we're a private school and we're kind of small and most of our teachers work at other schools or they're retired <laughs> and work for us on the side. So I'm kind of big on the find your own PD, <laughs> which because I have to, but also because I mean, I mean, in all honesty, it really lets me focus on the stuff that I feel like I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have somebody standing over me saying you have to go to this, which is kind of nice. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there are benefits and drawbacks as there are to all things. Um, but some of the things that I've used a lot are webinars and there's so many sources of good, you know, webinars for a variety of topics out there. Um, EdWeb is one that does a lot of, um, just kind of general education stuff. Um, some with education and technology, um, I have been uh, working on putting together a, uh, an elective social studies course on the Holocaust and Echoes and Reflection. They have a ton oh, yeah, of webinars do. and they're free and they're really good. Um, I actually just went to one yesterday or watched one yesterday um, on a new activity. They're putting together a jigsaw activity related to life in the, in the ghettos and comparing and contrasting different aspects of life in the ghettos from different um, cities. And yeah, so I mean, it's there's just so much out there facing history in ourselves. They have a lot of yeah. good webinars as well. Um, Amy and I went to one um, at NCSS uh, yes, where we they were interviewing um, Steven Spielberg because of the anniversary of uh, Schindler's List. What was it, 25 years? Yeah, it was. it had to do with the anniversary. And they were talking about some of the cool things, like I've used his um, his website for stuff with students before, but they were talking about how um, the new thing is they're they're doing an interactive like hologram thing where you asked questions and then the program is designed to like respond. So can you tell me about your childhood? And then it gives you childhood stories. It's like it's like a hologram of the kid. Of the survivors. They, yeah. they started at the Holocaust Museum here in Chicago um, about a year ago. My son went last year and said it was amazing. Like that, you know, here is this, like he described it as like, it's, it's like an apparition, but it's not an apparition. It looks real. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he said it was just like, and like he said, dad, like you really thought it was a person in the room with you because like they have this thing programmed that based on what like there was an amazing article about it in the chicago tribune like a year ago when they introduced this and it was all about how like they've programmed this thing so that way depending on keywords that you use when you're talking to it like it knows what to go back and access and pull up it, it's it's so fascinating cool yeah i'm super excited to go back there just to see that well and they're expanding beyond just the holocaust to genocides yeah. of the 20th mm-hmm. century so there's armenian stuff in there and I I need I want to just like dive into that website for a day. Or a yeah, week. and I've, <laughs> I've done some of the I, I've done one of the courses with uh, Echoes of Reflection recently, and they walk you through basically like how to use their program, or you know, just exposing you to different elements of their program and kind of like their philosophy of teaching the Holocaust and other genocides. And then they work in the eyewitness website too mm-hmm. and give you experience like looking for you know how do you find survivor accounts and what can you have students do and things. I mean, it's, 
ridiculously in depth and everything. So, I mean, it's a nice way too to learn about different sources of information and to like get a framework for teaching a topic that you don't want to mess up teaching. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, so good best practices and things like that and things to avoid, which is really important. Um, if you're a member of NCSS, they have webinars. Um, not all of them are free. And of course, you have to pay to be a member of NCSS. So that can be challenging. Um, Teaching American History, they do, they have a lot of webinars and they're, they're document based, a lot of them. So they'll be like, we're going to do this webinar on Federalist 10, you know, or something, which may not seem like the most exciting thing, but. No, but for like an AP kid, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and they're for teachers, but they're, you know, it's, it's great for like those of us who haven't taught us history in a while and may find ourselves teaching it again in the not too distant future, um, especially in a dual credit context. I don't know. This would be a dual credit course. So basically you can make it whatever you want. So. Um, so there's just there's just so many good things out there. I put some of them in the show notes so you can um, I'm not going to go through all of them right now. Um, so there's Twitter chats. I mean, that's a great way. Podcasts. Um, just there's just so many different ways you can learn about teaching uh, to get new ideas for improving your pedagogical knowledge and skills, but also your content skills. There's so many good history podcasts out there. Oh, you not mean to like compete talking, with us. Uh, what's that one called? It's talking something, talking social. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this one. But, uh, we should meet them. They sound cool. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then since I'm on a college campus, I get like, when I got hired for this job, one of the things that they told me they wanted me to do was take advantage of like opportunities that were on campus for learning stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you have no idea what you've gotten yourself into because I am mega nerd and I'm just like all over it. Yeah, that would be dangerous. Yeah. So like last week I went to the Hamilton Luger School of Global and International Studies has this America's Role in the World Conference. And they bring in like amazing people, like, you know, people that wrote the Iran nuclear deal and stuff like that move just, into your basement so i can follow you around yeah so <laughs> it's 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 amazing so i was there like all day last week at, um for one of the days um so just you know just keep an eye out to like the oh what is it uh teaching with primary sources from the library of congress they have stuff, stuff like good. in our state and like our state indiana council for the social studies like promotes that stuff so i follow them on facebook and so i find out when things like that are going on and those are usually free so there's a lot of great things out there um and then one other thing i would like to suggest is check with your state department of education maybe i'm lucky but in indiana we have um a department of e-learning within the um department of education and they put on this amazing thing in the summer. It's like school and school districts can apply for these grants to host these like mini PD conferences in the summer. And they're usually one or two days. They're usually free or they're like 25 bucks. And you get fed, you get all kinds of sessions. You usually get at least one or two decent keynote speakers. And most of the sessions are led by educators and you just choose what you want to do. It's almost like a mini NCSS, but it's like usually about ed tech and stuff like that. And those are really awesome. And they're all over the state in different places. So it's, you know, like I said, they're pretty cheap. You get professional growth points towards renewing your license. I mean, there's just, you know, look out there. There's stuff out there. 
there's a lot of stuff out there. Right, and this sorry. whole on-demand thing is pretty cool. Yeah, right? really cool. I mean, you're talking about webinars, we're talking about podcasts, but right, so much PD has to happen on you know the first Monday before you go back to school, or you know the weekend right. here, or the weekend there, and <laughs> I think it was Dave Burgess who was saying that you know you're never ready for it, and when the moment strikes, like you know you may be in the middle of the night, you need to write it down, you need to keep those ideas, and we just we learn differently now. Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't very just, true. Just doesn't happen in the three hours that I'll be sitting in PD. For <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so true. Well, um, I'm going to start, you know, talking about PD about, you know, admitting that I have a PD problem. Um, I'm a bit of a junkie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hi, Amy. Yes. I, you know, it's like a 12 step program because guys, we're talking the level that like, this is my focus for my dissertation. Um, That's pretty geeky. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy level. Geeky. Um, I think you get the geek award. Yeah. Uh, what I'm really hoping to look at is kind of data from this group as kind of a case study on uh, and pairing it with a survey with some listeners. So um, here's your warning, listeners. You might want to skedaddle <laughs> from our Twitter page because that's where so I'm going to stop me. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, but I kind of want to look at, you know, where are our more, more popular episodes? You know, who's who's kind of downloading those episodes and try to get like a picture of our, you know, who is our listener? Um, and and what do they want? And this kind of non-traditional PD um, that's kind of new out there. I mean, there's been a lot of research into using social media platforms like uh, Twitter and um, Facebook and things like that. But And nobody's really looked at how podcasts are being used, although the medical field and the government have been using them for years. So oh, well, that's cool. yeah, yeah. So like my FEMA training is largely podcast. Um, so it, it, it's out there, it's being used in kind of a case study and how education could benefit too, because podcasting is largely something that you can access for the most part, a lot of good stuff for free, um, and asynchronously and on your own time and kind of self, um, I guess, self-guide for the things you think you need. So it's, it's all still in the baby stages, but I'm hoping to, uh, be able to defend by this time of the year, 2021-ish. That sounds like it's so far in the future, but it's not. <laughs> it's really not. So, number um, 110. Yeah. <laughs> but, dissertation. yeah. But when it comes to like PD, <laughs> PD in my Play building, um, I hear a lot of general conversation about PD from teachers about, you know, what they like and what they don't like. And what they really want is for these, those who are, who are leading PD, to do for teachers what we're expected to do for our students, that scaffolding, that differentiation, choice menus, all that stuff, you know, Preach. like I, I'm a learner too. So if I have to give my, you know, 175 students RTI practices, like where's mine, come on, where's that? Um, and we, like, like Scott said, we exchange that for what is considered efficiency, but in reality is this like atomic bomb into because really, what is efficiency? We want teachers who are who are eager to learn themselves. We all know that person who's the end of your hall or whatever, who is, you know, a couple of years out from retirement and refuses to learn how to do email. <laughs> they just come to your room and say, what are we supposed to know today? And you're like, are you kidding me? Well, send them the Gmail webinar. Uh, you know, every, every time that we do a, a training for something, uh, you know, testing or some, you know, whatever the LMS system you're using, they're the ones who are talking through the whole thing. 
and then later complaining about how they don't understand it. And you're like, oh, I'm going to beat you. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you've just held me hostage with all your questions for the last hour when you just, you just listen, you know. So we've all been there, but we want that scaffolding. Like, you know, maybe I don't need Twitter 101. Maybe I need Twitter 301 because like, I can do this, but what I really want to do is how to maximize it, you know? Um, so, you know, we need to remember that when we're, when we're creating PD, that we need to maximize what teachers need and use all those tips and tricks that we use in our own classrooms. Um, my current team is really, really good about um, giving good feedback. Um, what's good, what didn't work, suggestions to make it better that are like feasible. You know, um, we did a egg camp style choose your own adventure um, nice. for a couple of years there. For the back to school stuff. And the deal was, is you had a menu of, look, these are have tos, you know, the safety trainings on there. But at the same time, we kind of pulled people a couple weeks out and we said, what do you want to learn about? What do you want to learn about? Um, and then we also made sure we had breakout rooms available. So if the conversation started and it was going strong and you were like on fire with this, there was a room available to continue that conversation. Because if you're going that strong, don't stop that train. Yeah. Let them go. Yep. It's amazing what a little choice in uh, what you are choosing to talk about or learn yeah. about does. Well, it, it makes people feel valued. I mean, let's face it, teachers, you, you, how many other professions do you have to go through that level of training and internship and all this and continuing education? And then you get babysat. Right. So like, let's come on, cut them loose, let them do their thing. So um, like Chris, I love, I do a lot of seeking out on my own just because I'm impatient. Um, and I, I'm the world's squirreliest brain. Like I need to be, you, you got to feed the monster or I'm going to be feeding it some other way. Um, <laughs> like I will find trouble. I'll just get out my laptop and start doing a webinar or something like that. I'm bad about that. So um, we need to, we need to remember that when we're, we're dealing with building PD and we need to remember that when we're attending PD, that part of it too, is you need to speak up. Don't just complain to your neighbor in the hallway outside, like speak up volunteer yourself. We're so humble as teachers that we forget that, you know what, we are experts. You don't have to be like the world's best at something, but if you know a little bit about it, show what you know, and somebody else will take the next step. So you'll figure it out together. You're not going to break the machine trying Twitter. <laughs> so true. You may break somebody's heart in IT. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. I have to unblock Twitter Chocolate. Bribe them with chocolate. <laughs> Well, I think whatever you have, I, I think, Amy, what you said right at the end there about like we as teachers, we need to use our voice like it's so important. Like we can't just complain about bad professional development if we've never made suggestions about what it is that we actually want. And like you said, like there are definitely those things that you have to do. Like we get an email every July with like somewhere between eight and 15 ridiculously awful videos that we have to watch and answer questions on. Is this the one with the social studies teacher who rides the motorcycle? No. Oh, no, you don't I, get I, that one? We get <laughs> I've gotten that one in two states for several years. Oh, no, these, these are just, just so bad. And like, <laughs> so I get, we have to do those, but like we do have some time that like we can use that we could do with, with what we want to. Um, and as a, I mean, I'm a department coordinator in my building and like, it's the one thing that I wish I could get is for the people in my department to tell me what they actually want. So that way I'm not constantly guessing because every month when I have a department meeting, it ends up being like, oh crap, I've got to come up with 35 minutes of professional development 
what should I present? And normally it ends up being like I raid Twitter and try to find like, you know, some great things that were shared by somebody in either a chat or somewhere else. And I try to do some like show and tell with that. But it's it it would be so much easier if someone said like, look, a, a couple of years ago, like when media literacy first came about, um, somebody in my department said, you know, I, I'd really love to spend some time talking about media literacy and social studies. And thankfully, like I was able to connect with Julie Smith and she Skyped in and did like a whole presentation for us, like from her kitchen table in St. Louis. Um, yeah, she's amazing. She's, oh, she's remarkable. And by she's, the way, her family's amazing. I got to have two family members of hers in my class the last few years. The kids are just as cool. And oh, what episode was she in? The one right after mine. So, uh, oh, look at you. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I know I know my Julie Smith. So uh, <laughs> I hope she catches this one. Love the I'll 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 text her later and tell her she needs to make sure she listens to this so she can hear all the Julie love. Um, ears are but no, like it was it was great though that like somebody actually said this is what I would like to have some professional development on, and I was able to go out and find stuff, and it was a great department meeting. But far too often as teachers, we just sit there and accept whatever's given to us and never ask for what we want. Um, or fuss about it later. Well, yeah, it's lot. the fussing behind after you leave. It's like, we can't change it then. But, like, pro put yourself out there. Be like, hey, you we know we're going to have to fill something. Will you go look for this? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think going to professional development things, I always appreciate it when it's a teacher that's standing up there. Like, I have so much more buy-in when it's a teacher rather than someone who is an expert on this. Like, you can be an ex like. I know people who are really, really intelligent when it comes to a specific topic, but that doesn't make them a good presenter. Like they may know everything there is to know about macroeconomics, but if you can't explain it to someone like me, I, yeah, you, you've lost me. Okay. Total guilty admission. When we have like these guest speakers come in, I look at their shoes and I'm like, could I afford <laughs> their shoes? Cause if the answer is no, you've probably lost me at that point. <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> I'm going to remember that, the shoe test. All right. Um, I'm telling you, you look at your shoes and you're like, oh, those are like $400 shoes. There's no way you have any clue how to do my job, buddy. Nope, you're exactly. You know nothing. Um, but I'm amazed you can identify $400 shoes. I, I well, you, you're looking at that and you're like, mm -mm, too much time went into the making those. <laughs> I can identify the ones that came from Payless. So there you go. <laughs> I, I know they're on my level at that point. There you um, go. You bought me there. <laughs> so the other thing that I always want is I want someone who's a storyteller like what makes like someone like Dave Burgess an amazing presenter is like he can stand up in front of a room and tell a story and be excited about it um, and he can tell you about things that worked really really well he can tell you about things that worked really really well for like a kid and like not everybody else and he can tell you about things that completely failed um, and, and like I want someone who's going to stand up there and like, there's a difference between being lectured at and being told a story. And like, when you tell me a story and you make yourself vulnerable, like, I think that's like, you're getting, you're going to pull me in. You're going to hook me in far better than if you just talk at me for however many minutes. Um, Scott, you said something that I think is so important, like early on about like, you have to build in the time for people to actually use what they're learning about. Um, I was lucky enough to go to an ed tech um, presentation a couple weeks ago in our district and uh, it was Dan McDowell from the ed tech team. I don't know if Scott, oh, some, some, 
Okay. He's on uh, Grossmont, I think. I say he's somewhere in California, but that's an awfully big state there. So I don't. Uh... <laughs> Actually, Dan McDowell was one of the first people to ever blow my mind with technology. He was talking about this thing called Google Sites, and I was like, wait, how do I do that? <laughs> like, you go to sites.google.com. Like, you make websites? This is so cool. <laughs> But he, so he spent like, so it was a, it was an eight to three presentation from like eight to 1130. He shared with us resources. He like had us go through and look at different social studies lessons and evaluate them. Um, but then like from 1230 until three, it was, here is time. Use this time to build something for yourself. And like, that's so darn valuable. Um, and, and I wish that there was more of that. Instead of just, I'm going to talk, I have 50 minutes, I'll talk at you for 50 minutes, you'll write a whole bunch of stuff down, and then never come back to it. And that comes back to, I think, what Amy or Chris was saying about the trust issue. You know, we're professionals, yep. trust us to do our jobs, and people are so wanting accountability, and to be quite honest, the same thing teachers do with kids, is like, we want accountability, we want to count points for every single thing that you're doing. But at the end of the day, like, you need time to process it on your own. Yes. Right. And it's exactly. like people are surprised that it's a big shock that, hey, if you give teachers afterwards three hours of supported time to work on what they're doing and you're there to help them when they get stuck, like they feel productive at the end of the day. Yep. You know? Go figure. And, and then the last thing I wanted to say is like we have to be willing to make our own professional development. Like the whole reason why Ed Casey and I started World GeoChat like five years ago is because we couldn't find any good geography resources out there. And so we created our own like community. And like, I, I will say I have learned more from those people on Tuesday nights than I've learned from any professional PD session I've ever gone to. Um, but it, it, I mean, but that's one of those things where it's like, it takes time. And I mean, Chris, you know, this from SS chat, like it's, it's so much time and it's, it's like you have your own little like side hustle of like a business, yep. but a business that doesn't pay you squat. Right. Uh, Except other than knowledge and learning. Other than the knowledge and learning, but like there's no financial like benefit of me doing this, but like it, it's been like the greatest PD for me is to, to create that kind of a culture. And so whether it's, you know, doing like a Twitter group or whether it's like finding other like-minded people in your school or in your district to like, actually do like a book study with or yeah. just get together once a week at lunch and actually talk about teaching rather than something else. Like we, we sometimes have to just go out and, and do it for ourselves. Yeah. I think that's really important. I have, I am a part of just a few Voxer groups. Um, if people are familiar with the app Voxer, um, it's, I guess it's a web tool as well, but um, it's almost like verbal Twitter, <laughs> but yeah. there's people that do books, pedagogical book studies on Voxer. And that's really cool. I mean, I just think it's so cool how educators and I'm sure other groups do this as well, but you know, just they find ways to make these things work because like, if you are, you know, maybe there's nobody else in your building that wants to read this particular book, you might be able to find people online that are and talk to them. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so cool how technology allows us to, you know, get the, find the information that we need and want and kind of build our own communities. Like Chris was saying, like Chris Heffernan was saying. <laughs> New Chris. Welcome yeah. to the future. All right. Well, we did say we would try to keep to our 30 minute window. I think we're fudging we're, it a little bit. We're uh, right there. So cut right, ourselves so, off. Yeah. We're cutting ourselves off. So next time I think, 
think, Scott, you're going to lead this one, right? Oh, man, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite things in the entire world. We're going to hit the road next time, and we are going to talk about teaching and travel. Um, you know, that summer break is coming up. If you have not planned your summer trip or what you're doing, maybe we'll spark some ideas for you. Love Excellent. Love I'm excited. Me too. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> right. Well, until next time. We will see you guys in two weeks. Hopefully. Two more Hopefully. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We're two for two on the two-week thing, right? That's right. That's right. right. So if we, make, if we make number three, then it's a pattern, I think. It's a, it's a habit at that point. Ooh. <laughs> Excellent. That's a good thing. All right. Well, until then, we'll see you Bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Bye-bye.